DJ Thomas, and you're listening to Frequency Interrupted. Bad Wolf, what's up, bro? What's up, my man? How's it going, brother? Man, it's going great. So, man, I've just recently stumbled upon your music. Um, I actually, I, you're on two new big-ass shows. Um, Yellowstone yeah. one of them, man. Your shit's popping off on there. Dude, insane, bro. Insane and right now for me. I've been like your genre of music is crazy to me um, because it's hard to put you in a category, which is great because it makes you that much more unique. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, dude, I didn't, you know what, man? It's so crazy because I, I always hated to be put in a box because yeah. I've been into everything. Like everything appeals to me. Um, if it's new to me, then I want to know more about it. And that kind of goes into like my music as well. You know what I mean? I didn't want to just be in one genre of music or like just t- talk about one subject. I think it's kind of boring. And it's like, everything that you hear is me, you know, yeah, yeah. everything. So, well, you yeah. got, I mean, you got you and wild, the coyote man, and the, the mashups y'all do is that shit's so great to me. But I, I mean, if I had to, I don't even know where to put it, but it's like blues, hip hop, you got some outlaw country in there. I feel like you got some Texas country feeling there. And so you, the expansion of your fan, fan base and each one of those genres appeal to me so it's like man this is just mixes all the shit up you know the playlist you used to have where your playlist was all over the fucking place yeah yeah it all up now bro it's all it's all in one dude that's bro i think my itunes like my spotify playlist is exactly like that it's like all genres in one and uh i was like i want to do the same thing as far as music man like i want to everything i listen to i you know i want to do it and put it out there for people and i think the other day man i got this crazy ass message where this guy was like bro keep doing what you're doing. I think it touched me more because he's like, you're bridging a gap like of all the shit that's going on in the world. You're like bridging it. You're kind of helping people understand other people and, and et cetera. And, and I'm doing that with my music. So that's kind of cool. You know, um, that's super exciting. You know, I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, to get a text message like that, man, just blows my mind. Cause you don't know, you just kind of focus in doing you all, all, all the time. And, you know, so you get messages and like, people saying how cool you are, but yeah. something like that, that message really meant something to me for sure. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a good point too. I didn't even think of it like that, but it brings you basically bring people into like, give them an intro on other things, you know, and they can yeah. take off from there, which is, I didn't even think about that, but that's a hell yeah. That's, that's what's up. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, dude he told me that. I mean, I mean, cause like, dude, I mean, I'm, I'm all over the place in the world, you know what I mean? And I've, I've got people and I know we're not going to talk about that, but I got people who, think differently let's say like yeah, that. yeah for sure, for sure. Think differently, yeah. right yeah. you know because that's the reason why i kind of hate talking about certain things but who thinks differently but if i'm around one friend and they don't know about you know the other thing that's going on it's kind of like i'm on that side too and i can kind of help bridge that gap yeah. as far as like explaining certain things or like breaking it down and like still being me and still being true to who i am you know it's kind of wrapping candy around medicine in a way (laughs) (laughs) i like that mindset too man because honestly we can all have a difference of opinion and still get along so i mean that's 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 it that's it (laughs) you don't have to hate somebody because one person like mcdonald's another person is a burger king fan it's like it still served burgers and fries dog (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah well look man tell me about tell me about how this started because i mean I, I see you're involved in all kinds of hobbies that interest me, but like, tell me how the, the music game started at, at first and how it progressed into where you're at now. Yeah. Well, dude, I've always been in the music since I was like a little kid, um, rapping songs that I shouldn't be rapping and not knowing exactly what the fuck they're talking about. That <laughs> I always had that interest. And, um, I had a cousin recently who, who 
who, who passed away. He's like a big supporter of my shit, um, which is, you know, RIP to him. Uh, his name is Small Dog right now. Um, but, dude, he he had a CD thing. I used to live with him when I was a kid, right? You know? And uh, he had, like, a CD case. It was, like, all, like, all this music. And, uh, dude, my first... The first one that I picked up was Project Pat, dude, Mr. Don't yeah, Play. Yeah. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I, like, picked it up, and I had to see the guys. Like, hey, dude, let me borrow this. He's like, all right, you know, he'll let me borrow for a week. But then I kept noticing I was, like, one of the only CDs. And then I was hooked on 3-6 Mafia and stuff like that. So, like, later down the line, started doing music. And I didn't really take it serious, but I was doing SoundCloud when SoundCloud first came out. Right? So I have a fucking... I have a... um. I have a, a page on SoundCloud that I cannot get back into. <laughs> like, I can't remember to log in, but um, I've been pushing, like, I've been doing these songs and people was getting, uh, was making these dope comments and like, yo, this is sick, this is sick, this is sick. And then um, I started doing stuff with, uh, this one of my closest friends, Black Boy Fame, right? So we started this thing called Fixy Goons and that's when we started rapping about fixed gear bikes. People are like, fixed gear bikes? And it's like, yeah, man, it's a tough life. And people are like, I don't get it. And I'm like, well, my whole, what I was like picturing us doing this whole fixy goon stuff was just because you don't have a car, yeah, don't let it stop you from being the person that you want to be or like becoming or like, uh, don't let a girl say, well, you ain't got no car. Like, I don't want to talk to you. And it's like, fuck that. Like, I got swag. Like, I'm rocking yeah. a bike that you don't know about. And then just it out. And I put a little cash into the money that I make. You know, it's more of like a confidence boost. Like, I still beat you up or have a good time with your friends type stuff. So fixy going stuff is what I started doing. Um, and then I just wanted to break away and started getting into other things, man. Because at the same time, like I said, everything I'm talking about is kind of like real. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? So um, I ended up buying like a 64 truck, like an old school 64 uh, Ford F100 truck. And I was into the whole rockabilly scene. You know yeah. what I mean? So I'm like walking like one of the only black kids in L.A. walking around with a, with a fucking pompadour do-rag, like all <laughs> tied it up and shit. People are like, what? You know, with the white walls on the, on a, on a car. And I started talking about like Johnny Cash. So that's how the whole Johnny Cash thing came out because one is like, what black dude is out there talking about Johnny Cash? You yeah. know, it's just like, you, you really don't, you really don't see it, but I'm also looking at like, there's other, and I, and I hate to put race or anything in it, but like my thing was like, who did I have to look up to? They know it wasn't, you know, other than like Dennis Rodman, who was yeah. like different to the eye, you know, that appealed to the eye. So that was kind of my thing of doing the Johnny Cash. It's like, I want to look like I want little kids to look up to me. It's like, damn, dude, he's like tattooed up. He got a sick vehicle and blah, blah, blah. And like, I have this confidence that, you know, I didn't used to have as a kid because I didn't have anyone to look up to or admire. So yeah, that's how the Johnny Cash thing came in. Um, the whole Yellowstone thing is a story as far as like, so I'm doing Johnny Cash, the whole swag vibe, stuff like that. I did my six, four, which is kind of like, um, a mashup of Eazy-E and Johnny Cash. Yeah. Like some super outlaw yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah people are like, how the fuck do you mix it? Yeah, yeah. It's like, how the fuck do you mix it? And I'm like, man, if you listen to blues, uh, you get people like Howlin' Wolf, which Bad Wolf, some people be like, oh, Yellow Wolf this. And it's like, nah, I got Bad Wolf from Howlin' Wolf. You know what I mean? Because of the stories that he told and he had that backdoor man song. You know what I mean? He's talking about smashing dudes wise yep. when they're you know when they're like <laughs> at work it's like that's my that's my whole thing is bad wolf is it's supposed to be off of howling wolf like type stuff with the blues and sound but uh i ended up meeting taylor sheridan 
at a show that we did that Pete Sands, I don't know if you know who Pete Sands is. He's like a really good friend of mine. Okay. He actually did a lot of stuff on Yellow Song. Um, and he linked us. He told Taylor Sheridan about our music. And uh, he ended up doing, he ended up hosting an event in Park City, Utah. So they they did a Sundance thing, right? Yeah. And I'm trying to like fast forward because it's a long ass story. Oh, good, like, man. You're good. We got time. We got time. We got okay. Time. All right. Cool. Okay. So um, he, they ended up doing Sundance in Park City, Utah, right? The day before we had a show that no one showed up to. And this is me and Coyote. We had a show uh, no one showed up to right? Like <laughs> zero people. And it was fucking freezing. And this isn't old town Vegas, right? This is old yeah. town Vegas at this one bar. And uh, the people are like, what? We don't have a band performing. Somebody told us we supposed to be performing in Vegas. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was not the case, bro. But they was cool enough to let us go in the back. And this setup was sick, man. It was an 18 wheeler that was set up as a stage. And it had like these like wooden benches to be seats and stuff like that. It, it was a sick vibe, right? crazy sound system speaker and this dude man i can't think of this guy's name man he's like a bro he was like a rub you could tell this motherfucker been through some shit like <laughs> dude had like one eye long hair that motherfucker can rock out though you know what i mean like living in old town vegas dude probably like got stabbed a couple of times bro and he just let us practice bro he let us practice until we were fucking done i think we were practicing our set for about maybe two to three hours bro non-stop just going over and it's like dude we got the sound you know, let's let's keep doing it. Let's keep doing it. And so we did. Next day, Pete had to show. We drove up to uh, Salt Lake City, Utah at the state room. It's on State Street in Utah, okay. kind of close to downtown outskirts. And um, Taylor Sheridan was there. And so he's like walking around. He comes around and stuff. I'm like, damn, this dude looks fucking, he looks mad familiar. Like, who is this guy? And he just had this presence about him, dude. This presence is like, I don't know, man. He like you're you be around him. He was a fucking you just start smiling, dude. He just made you happy. You're like he came and like picked me up. Dude, dude is a he's a real cowboy. Yeah. If you don't know, do you know Taylor Sheridan? Yeah, he's the writer for Yellowstone, lives in Texas. The writer for Yellowstone, yeah. right? So I met this guy, I had no idea. I'm like, holy shit. And then dawned on me, I'm like, and this is after the show, but it dawned on me. I was like, this is dude from Sansa Anarchy. Yeah, yeah. Holy fuck. Looked in the magazine, saw his picture there and everything. But we did this show, killed this show. And it was sold out, which was insane because we come from doing a show with zero people to a sold out show. So you just <laughs> never know how shit is, right? Yeah. And um, did this thing and he's like, he want to buy music from us. And it was like, yeah, all right. Like the last guy just told us we had a show and nobody was there. And then you're telling us you want to buy our music. I'm a type of person, man, like, it takes action for me to like, believe you. Like when people tell me shit all the time, I don't get too excited when people tell me things. Like, I want to do this for you. I want to do this for you. It's kind of like, they just make it happen. You know, yeah. you can just tell the difference. And, um, that was the thing. So we actually, we did get a call from Paramount and that was for Yellowstone. But when they, they couldn't even tell us it was Yellowstone. So I think the first, what is it? The first, uh, time hearing about it, I'm like, Yellowstone, like, you about to put my music to like buffaloes and shit, bro. I'm thinking like <laughs> National Geographic shit, right? <laughs> like, yeah. like, I mean, if it pays the bills, fuck it. I guess I'll be on Discovery Channel, National Geographic, or whatever, you know. And then I start seeing billboards in LA, man, with Kevin Costner. I was like, oh shit. So we get invited um to do the the 
to walk the red carpet at Paramount and shit like that, right? And fuck, sure enough, no fuck. Here comes Kevin Costner, and I'm like, bro, Waterworld, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, dude, Braveheart and all these fucking other hits and shit that he has, dude. Uh, and my mom is a huge fan. So I invited my mom. She was my fucking date to uh, Paramount, so she got to see Kevin Costner. She was yeah. pretty stoked about that shit. Yeah. Um, so the funny shit about it was we were supposed to be on the first season. Now, a lot of people don't know. They won't know about the two TV shows, right? I mean, the connection that they have. I know them, but, I mean, to me, it's kind of funny. So uh, in season one of Yellowstone, my son Johnny Cash was supposed to be in the strip club, yeah. right? And for the play it in the strip club, was kind of funny. Mayor of Kingstown, my song is played in the strip club. <laughs> yes. And that's a good ass show, bro. I'm hooked on that too. Damn. Yeah. Dude, it's a fucking, it's, uh, I, I watched, yeah. There is, like Mayor of Kingstown is like, yeah. it's kind of like Training Day, dude. You can tell Training Day and yeah. Yellowstone. Like, it's got some Ray Donovan vibes too. You know, that show, it's got that vibe too, like the cleaner vibe and shit, you know? Yeah. yeah. Dude, he's pretty sick at that, man. Yeah. He's, pretty, he's pretty good at that stuff. Yeah, so that's kind of how that happened. But they ended up shelving Johnny Cash first season and ended up buying three songs in the second season. So it's like, it yeah, it yeah, yeah. Out, Same thing with Mayor Kingston. They bought three songs. So yeah. Johnny Cash is the first episode. And I think the other two is like seasons. I mean, episode six. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'll be looking for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited too. Pretty Man, excited. So, no, that, that's that's the crazy ass story and yeah just what did that show yellowstone what it's done for um you know just all demographics and background of people watching like visiting this like midwestern like you and being that taylor was on sons of anarchy too like this midwestern outlaw vibe you know and people yeah. this shit man they, they're loving it and it's great they love like it. It too man they love it dude everyone loves it. I, it's funny i hear people talking about it and I like don't say anything. I'm like I don't be like you know. If you know, you know. If you don't, yeah. you don't. But I hear like, dude, have you seen Yellow Song? And it's cool because people are always gonna watch it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I was late to some of the anarchy and ended up binge watching the whole fucking season. Damn. And it was like, yeah. And then it's like, oh shit, my boy Yellow Wolf is on the fucking on Sons of Anarchy. Like yeah. his music got plays on Sons of Anarchy. You know what I mean? That's kind of tight. It's badass. So I'm pretty sure that's gonna. Be the same thing that's happened to me as well, you know. Oh man, it's great. Hell, you're almost at like a million views now. I mean, um, streams now on Spotify. I noticed that too, which is congratulations, bro. Shit. Thank you, man. That Thank shit don't you. come that shit does not come easy. I don't care who you are. Don't nah, it, it don't come easy, bro. It's funny, man. I, I was kind of beefing with this one dude and shit. Um, because I personally feel as like me up and coming and kind of doing my own thing. Like, I only have one feature with Yellow Wolf, you know, and I did one tour with them, but my whole catalog ain't filled with like a bunch of music artists, you know, or big artists who are bigger than me to where I can get that stream of platforms. Right. So I kind of been pushing that shit on my own. You know what I mean? It's it's the long way. It's taking a long way around, but at the same time, my shit's going to last, you know, like I know that it's sometimes it's like frustrating, but now I'm starting to see it. And it's like, dude, when that million dude, I'm going to be happy because that Johnny Cash is zero features, zero features. And maybe one playlist like one playlist that is on you know what i mean other people put their shit on other playlists and stuff and get those streamings up and are paid for it at, like certain services i don't you know yeah. all my shit is like real and like natural yeah and you're you're independent unsigned and you're doing this shit like that there's a lot to what you just said which is you know for some people who may not be familiar with the industry but there's a lot yeah. to just riding the wave up of using being featured on albums other than just putting it out yourself you know yeah 
it's hard work, man. It's 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 tough in that aspect because people don't see it. Like they're just like, oh, well, your shit ain't booming now, or or this and that. And it's like, you know what? Just keep pushing and keep doing you, and like eventually, it, it's going to it's it's a snowball effect. It's going to eventually happen, dude. Yeah. It's like inevitable. Like I've I've never seen not one artist that even if they're fucking terrible in somebody's eyes, not be successful if they like keep going. Like it's kind of. They always blow up eventually, dude. Even if they fucking like terrible, you know, they just blow up. I mean, yeah. I mean, eventually you keep doing the same thing, and you find your find your zone, find your sound. I mean, you just double down on that shit. How did how did you find your sound, bro? Dude, I just miss everything that I listen to, and I, to be honest, I used to hate my fucking voice. So I thought my voice was so like, especially as a kid, I used to hear myself talking on the phone or like. Oh, I hate mine, bro. You hear my accent? I hate mine too. <laughs> but that i mean but that's what made us us like that was made me me that's my signature is my voice now so i like started using that and then you know you get into other different styles and it's like all right well rapping too fast ain't me i can do it a little bit but i personally don't think it sounds dope with my type of voice so it just took me like a lot of practice and a lot of like hopping on tracks that don't like i thought would sound good don't sound good at all and songs that sound great that i'm like all right cool like you know what i mean so the more you the more you you doing your craft you're kind of perfecting it as you go that's kind of how i found my sound you know my style and just that and as far as like the beat and everything else is just everything i listen to i listen to everything from rage against machine dude to you know what i mean like every everything dude johnny cash of course like willie nelson like all these all these different genres of music it's like i'm just trying to combine it and and do it even with the grunge rock like rap shit that i'm you know been recently putting out well i mean because i like and you got like ask your bitch i think that's great too like yeah and that's and that's more just you know more on the hip-hop side but like what are you yeah. getting what are you getting like feels from um other hip-hop artists or anything you getting any you getting any like support blowback what you getting there Dude, i honestly feel that you know it's a crazy thing like some are like there's a couple artists that do support me, but I'm still up and coming. So yeah. some of them are like you're tight, but they're not going to acknowledge me, bro. Right. You know, yeah. like that's just what it is, bro. And that's what I was going back before as far as like talking about artists and like arguing with streaming and this and that. It's like artists now will see my shit and take from me or like take kind of like take what I have going on and use it for their advantage because I'm not as big as them right now. Yeah. That's just been happening a lot to me lately, which is cool, bro. It's like, I mean, it's more flattering than anything, but you know what I'm saying? You can always look at the timestamp of when somebody puts something out. Yeah. <laughs> you feel I mean, me? I mean, as long as you, like you just mentioned earlier, as long as you stay the course, it don't matter. That shit's going to surpass. It don't matter. Bro. Their little, you know, that one little plug they may pull from you, it's going to surpass that eventually. So you want to. Always, it. bro. It always do. That's why you got to remain humble because uh, yeah. I tell you this right now, I never talk shit about an up and coming artist or like take from them and not put them on. Yeah. That shit will bite you in the ass, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially if you blow up and then, you know, they blow up and they come back. I mean, yeah, of course. Well, what about yeah. this? What about this, um, man? What's up with you're in the like motorsports world, in the motor yeah. world? I see you in the, you know, riding some bulls. I'm like, shit, I dig this dude. And Dale, you got the Dale Earnhardt blanket behind you, bro. Tell me about that. Tell me about the blanket. Like, what you know about NASCAR, bro? What you know bro, about? I was a kid, bro. I was a kid always in a NASCAR. All right, I'm going to tell you how I fucking got into it. The movie Days of Fucking Thunder with Tom yes, Cruise yes. got me into fucking NASCAR, there bro. And and my dad had that shit on VHS, and I popped it in. And Cole Trinkle was like the man, right? And I was just like, got into NASCAR. So honestly, that if it wasn't for that movie, 
I wouldn't even been in a NASCAR. So then when I started watching NASCAR, obviously as a kid, I'm seeing Dale Earnhardt. And I'm just like, oh my God, like this dude is fucking badass. Got the black Johnny car. Cash and NASCAR, bro. Johnny Cash. Bro, he is, dude. He he is, bro. And you know what I mean? And like, and um, dude, I just remember like growing up in the rivalry between him and Jeff Gordon and shit like yes. that, too, dude. So to me, that like that was a whole thing in its own. It's like now we got Bubba Wallace. There was a uh, Willer T. His name was Willie T. He's probably one of the only other uh, black NASCAR dudes that a lot of people don't even know about, but he was a badass, but he had to like face so many obstacles because he, you know, you know how shit was back in the days, but yeah. Um, yeah, dude, like that got me into fucking NASCARs and I and I still watch it to this day, dude, and Dale, man, praise Dale, dude. That's how I got into it. And it's so crazy because people are like, how the fuck do you get in? Because I'm from LA. I'm probably yeah. in the city. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, my dad is from uh my dad is from the Midwest. He's from St. Louis okay. originally. So every so like as a kid growing up, uh every summer, my parents, you know, they divorced when I was young. My mom sent me off to my dad. My dad like fucking, you know, St. Louis or Mississippi and like Alabama, like took me to these areas, San Antonio and stuff like that. That's so where that soul come from, bro. That's where that soul uh, come from. That's where the soul yeah. came from, bro. And the, the cowboy boots and stuff yeah. like that is like seeing it being around it like actually when they ain't going back to la and looking like a weirdo but yeah. then when i go somewhere else it like wasn't weird you know yeah. <laughs> yeah well bro no that's that's crazy i was i was wondering i was like man how does this work i like it though i, I mean that's what's up and then you got that song too and i was like damn that look at this they song. do it for dale yeah so that do it's crazy so do it for dale bro i i growing up in la right my um my dad was pissed off me <laughs> so he, he he gave me a car and I got, I sold it and I bought a Camaro. So I had a fucking matte black Camaro with rims on that shit, bro. I fucking put a rear end in that motherfucker. And I used to just do donuts in the middle of the street, bro. Like me and my homies, like, we'll just do car club and stuff. I was part of a car club. So that was me kind of like reminiscing on doing those things and like going in the middle of an intersection, busting donuts, being stupid, getting pulled over by cops. Like I lost my license at one point, you know what I mean? Running from police. So, yeah, that's what like the door for Dale shit came from. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. and um, growing up in LA, man, it's crazy. Um, growing up, there was a a, a huge. I want to know. I'm, I want to see if it's gonna come back. But a lot of the cars they were doing, like the Monte Carlos, Camaros, El Caminos, were the cars that always got put over in LA. Yeah. They used to do like the whole NASCAR stickered out shit on their car. They did it over they here to, too. Yeah, they did it over here too. Yeah. 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 They used to do it. And I, and I feel like it's going to come back, dude. I might end up bringing it back, bro. Why and not? just saying, fuck it. Why not? Why not, bro? Well, see, I'm, I'm moving. I'm not in LA no more. So as I feel like I can do that and get away with it. But in LA, dude, I used to get pulled over all the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. the cops used to pull me over, pop my, hey, pop your hood and what you got under there. Cause I used yeah. to straight pipe my. My pipe to take it out the Cadillac converter, straight pipe it, dump it on the bottom. So yeah, that they don't just, play with that shit in Cali either. That, that's nah, bro, that either. they don't fuck around with that shit at all, dude. I was getting tickets for every fucking thing. <laughs> <I was. laughs> so that was that do it for Dale. You know what I mean? So you, uh, where are you at now? What area are you in? I'm in Utah now. Utah, I'm in okay. Utah. I packed my shit up from LA and moved to Utah. <laughs> nice, okay. You like it there, bro? What's the, you like, oh, I love it, bro. Like the shift, I, the shift of the. Uh, I don't know, man. I feel like the busyness. Are you able to focus more being away from all that? Um, dude, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of in between. Um, that's the reason why I like it. LA is very fast paced, man. That's the only yeah. thing I know is like get up, go, 
hustle. You got to have two jobs. You know what I mean? Grinding. Renting's fucking high as shit. You can't park nowhere. Fucking parking suck. You know what I mean? I was living in fucking Hollywood, too. You talk as much of a kind of in-between, man. They still got the city, and it's growing, but then it's also... You know, you got the Outback stuff and I can go hunting and fishing and stuff. It's literally like my personality. L.A. was just only one and I was traveling out to do everything. You know what I mean? When I go ride bulls, I'm traveling out almost two hours to my homie's ranch to go ride bulls. And here I can just like in in the back doors, bro. (laughs) Tell me about that. How did you get into that? (laughs) All right, my boy, Mark. Dude, we just always going out. He's like one of my best friends, man, like a brother. But um. One thing about Mark, man, he will push you and he'll push you in a good way. And he only push you to do better or like to see you do shit. You know what I mean? Not he's never negative or anything like that. But uh, one day we just started like drinking and shit because he got this fucking ranch now, um, which is amazing. And um, he's like, yo, man, we, I don't know. We just start talking about bulls. Bro. I was kind of drunk. I was kind of lit. You know, we were just like <laughs> going back and forth, talking shit like brothers like we always do. Right. And I was like, fuck that. Like, I'll jump on a bull. He's like, no, you won't. I was like, fuck you. Yeah, I would. And then in my head, I was like, probably not. <laughs> right. And then she's so like, all right. All right. And we kept partying. So the next day, um, you know, knocking on the door. Because he has like a back house and shit. Like knocking on the door. And he fucking has breakfast. And he's like, bull, bull lessons at 12. And I'm like, oh, what? Like, this shit's really going down. And uh, he took me to AK Bucking Bull. That's in California. It's like um, outskirts of Temecula, okay. I believe. It's like in Temecula in California. And they're trying to give me bull riding lessons the first time. And I'm just like, fuck, looking at this bull. And um, I get on this bull, man. I didn't even last like a second. <laughs> I think that motherfucker, they opened, they released the gate, bro. He came out, he hit a right. And they, and they told me to like lean forward. You got to really sit on your hand and shit like yeah. that. It's like techniques to it. And uh I think everything that they taught me just went out of my head. It was like, holy shit, I'm on a fucking bull. That's the only thing <laughs> that I thought about. It. And instead of like looking down, I looked up. That motherfucker took right, and then I just fucking just fly off left, landed flat on my back. So I'm hurt, dude. I couldn't even get up, right? Damn. <laughs> I was like, if the bull hit me, it hits me, whatever. But in my head, I was like, that was probably the coolest shit I have ever fucking done in my life. And I'm now I'm addicted. Now it's like, Let's fucking do it. I don't want to be a pro or anything like that, yeah. but it's something fun to do, man. Have have a couple of beers with your boys and you fucking go out there and ride some bulls, you know? It's pretty cool, like, life experience. And it just, you know, it's... it's you, you'll have more respect for bull riders once you get your ass on a bull and understand what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I saw that shit. Like, I stumbled upon you. I was like, because, man, I only have people on the podcast that I'm actually interested in like I As can't. Just, this ain't no media shit where i'm like okay we're gonna ask these set of questions and all that yeah. and i'm like i can fuck with this dude i gotta hit him up see he wants to come on yeah this dude Bro, I mean, was, and then yeah the motorcycle vibe so what about that man you and that too yeah dude i've been i mean i used to work for mark as well but i've been riding like motorcycles like that's kind of been my lane you know okay. it's like i had a chopper and then i end up getting a dyna and start doing like club style stuff yeah. i was in a chopper scene for a bit um but I started working doing stuff with Mark, which I met Mark doing the first show at a slump fest with Yellow Wolf. That's how I met Mark. He's like, holy shit, you're a black cowboy. And I'm like, yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then we started fucking like, we got super close. But um, just being like, just going to events and like riding with my friends and boys and just grabbing food and stuff like that. It's kind of been a lifestyle and like, that's what I want to include in my music. So me talking about it and also being around these people, hanging out with them, 
it kind of just became this whole thing of like me doing like this Harley Davidson stuff. Like I even did a show with like a mama tribe in Milwaukee, Harley Davidson, like got flown out and stuff. Um, yeah, that was, you know, kind of cool. And then I ended up getting like the Harley Davidson tattooed in the back of my head. So now it's like this whole (laughs) thing where like people are like, Holy shit. Uh, Harley Davidson, um, let me like use one of their bikes and that shit got jacked. They're pretty pissed off about that. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. So it just became this whole thing that just, just kept going. It's like, Oh, Harley Davidson. And I just like watched my Harley slide, you know? Yeah. Um, I I like that, man. I fuck with, I was with the MC for a couple of years, man. And I was, that that wasn't for me, but I wrote, uh, I've been riding since I was old enough to ride. And, um, Adana super glass what I rolled for a long time, but next week, I guess probably going to be a, uh, Street Glide, man. I like those, man. Dude, that's what I have, man. Yeah. Street Glides, they're nice, bro. They're fucking sick. And I was one of those dudes that was like, fuck baggers. Fuck a radio. Fuck yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you can't I'm have a windshield like, and a fucking full face, none of that, man. Yeah, no, yeah. No, 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 no sissy bar. If you want to no ride sissy. back here, you're about to be uncomfortable as fuck. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm just like, man, nope. that shit's kind of tight. Give me a fan. Give me everything and shit. I'm yeah. Be- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been there. I know about that for sure. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, just dude. hilarious. You know, you just change your mind. It's like, damn, I got saddlebag. I don't have to wear a backpack no more. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So you, you um you you fucking with any kind of motocross stuff, or I see you got some, you know, you in that world yeah. too a little bit. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I'm um I'm like friends with Twitch and shit like that. Yeah. It's pretty cool, man. Yeah, dude. I dude, it's funny because I actually like grew up wanting to be like Mark McGrath and shit like that and like watching Twitch and scummy. So I kinda always like ever since I was a kid, I've always been a motorcycle and then my neighbor, uh my neighbor, his dad bought him a 110. So as a kid, so I was kind of already riding them on the streets. Not really dirt, because it's it's different on dirt for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot different. But um, yeah, dude, I've always had this fascination of like riding motorcycles. Like it's always been an interest of mine since I was a kid, you know. Have you wrecked one yet, bro? Have I wrecked one? I yeah. wrecked not it wasn't my fault, but yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It normally isn't, but like there's they always yeah. say there's two kind of riders, bro. One that's wrecked and one that's going to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's gonna happen, bro. It's inevitable. Hey, yes, that's inevitable. I mean, the first one like snapped my bike in half. I should have been dead. I T bone the mm. car. See, that's the thing. Like in LA, man, riding a chopper without a front brake is like a huge no-no. And that's what I was doing. I was like more on some like, I'm the cool guy, bro. You know, I was rocking around like I had a it was a Yamaha XS650 that was like fully built out, custom frame. Everything was custom. It was nice, man. And uh, this this car cut me off, and I T-boned and it snapped the front of my bike in half. Dude. Damn. Yeah, it's crazy. And I got up, walked away, and like try to fight the dude and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, I just got in an accident. But yeah, man. Um, that is true. Yeah, I kind of always been into motorcycles though, for sure. Like always been into like riding two wheels or fast cars dude i've always been into like boy like boy things as a kid you know how he's into hot wheels and yeah. motocross yeah throwing dirt rocks and playing with like toy guns and that's all i am i'm just, like still that kid man I'm still well, i mean it's funny and i ain't brought that up yet we can talk about your firearms and you know use of that and like all that shit because i saw you post another day talking about people hit me up making sure that i know the laws and all that bullshit <laughs> bro I, you know, and <laughs> all the time they like say stupid shit well yeah, I, I used to have, I had to block a couple of people because a couple of them was like, oh yeah, well you got an extended clip. Oh, aren't you in California? And it's like, no, like right now yeah. I'm not in California, but like, why would you even say that shit anyway? You know what I mean? Like, 
are you fucking Instagram police and shit yeah. like that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, calm down. You just got too many people, man. It's just like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if they just want to like, they got like little peepees or something, and they just want to do like one dude told me, oh, stop holding the gun on ghetto, and I was like, how am I holding the gun on ghetto? I was like, I have trigger discipline, bro. Like, what yeah. are you talking about? Like, where, where? And then he sent me a picture of me holding a shotgun, legal, uh, and a bag of weed. I'm like, bro, I'm in California. Everything about this picture is legal, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you trying to like tell me not to hold a gun ghetto. Like the muscle's not pointing at anyone. Finger's not on the trigger. And I got a bag of fucking weed. Everything is legal in this photo. But what makes it, I was like, <laughs> this is kind of funny. So what I did was I like played with him a little bit. I was like, <laughs> don't make me say it. Like what makes, what make me hold a ghetto? Is it because I'm dot, 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 dot. And he's like, don't, he's like, he's up in it. He's like, don't make it no race thing. I was like, no, I was going to say because I'm a rapper. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, because I'm a rapper. Is it the reason why you like, yeah. felt the need to like tell me I don't know how to use guns and shit like that? You know, people are just weird, man. People just want to hit themselves talking shit like that. You know, Yeah, man, it's just one of those things, bro. It's like keyboard ninjas, man. But when you get a face to face, you're not going to say shit. Everybody wants Never. to play off everyone else's attention because they don't have anything going on in their life, which is, yeah, you know, it's. It sucks for them, you know, but you, someone else is their, you know, their Bro, source of attention and negativity, man. Yeah. I, I've never seen, I'm, I don't think I've ever seen one person who said anything negative, like doing something great with their lives. No. You know what not. I mean? No. Like, and no, no, like no offense to like people with kids or anything like that, because even those people sometimes got a lot going on and they're doing something, but they don't have the time to hate on the next person. No. It's, just no fucking reason. You know what I mean? There's yeah. no reason at all to like hit on the next person and like say stupid shit. I've never went on somebody's page. I mean, sometimes I troll when I see like a funny video posted. <laughs> that's completely different from like going yeah, was like saying like, oh, fuck you and you ain't shit or stop doing this, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, shut up, man. Shut yeah, up. Yeah, man. I mean, the, the it's just something we've had to deal with. And it's like the tension. It's like someone wants to, the attention is power now, right? Attention is a weapon. <laughs> It's not, you know, it's not like it used to be. Now we use these platforms to cause damage to others, you know, and it's yeah, it's fucking yeah. beautiful. But at the same, on the flip side of it, if you can use these platforms for awareness, positivity, you know, sharing yeah. stuff like what you got going on, sharing stuff with other people got going on. Yeah, that's what this shit's for. That's what we created it for, you know. That's what we created it for, and I think people turn it to some other shit, man. It shouldn't be like that, you know. People are getting stressed out, and dude, I mean, it sucks when like people are like taking them live their lives away because yeah. of what people are doing to them on social media, you know, yeah. and it's not supposed to be like that. No, it is. You know? It sucks, man. But I mean, I feel like as long as I like your attitude, that's, that what's you, your point on it, you know, and, and more people like this that just say, Hey man, if you're hating, get the fuck out. You know, I'm not even giving you attention. Let's just move forward because yeah. that's what they want, man. And it just, <sighs> it grows, you know, I, I try. I'm not going to lie. And sometimes I can be real petty, man. And sometimes I'll talk shit back. (laughs) Well, it's hard not to, man. It's hard not to, but like, people got to understand that. People got to understand it's like, we're we're all human beings. Like, we're all fucking the same thing. And, you know, people will be like, oh, you're famous. No, motherfucker, I'm not famous, bitch. Like, I am not famous. I got time to talk shit today. Because you feel like you want to hop on my shit and talk shit to me, you know? Hell yeah. It's like, yeah. Well, so, yeah, I mean, so when I asked you all those things about your, like all these hobbies and interests, I feel like it's it's more of a melting pot now to let everyone know, like, what it is, how all, everything you have mixes together. Like, you got well, a little bit of this whole, this whole damn everything. 
dude, I mean, like, so in LA, bro, like, this is back in the days when I, I used to skateboard and do all this shit, right? I'm like from LA, I'm from Venice, I'm like a West Side kid and stuff like that. Dude, I mean, back in the days, dude, I remember I couldn't mix my friends. Like, I could not mix my friends. Like, like if I'm in the hood playing basketball and doing this, they're not going to connect with my friends that are skating. No. They're not. There's yeah. there's no way. Or, or I've got friends who their parents are cowboys and they do this and they do certain things that is different. They're not going to connect with my friends that are skaters either. Nope. Or my friends that are playing basketball. So, like, because I was raised in a single household as far as my mom and I had like friends of all different cultures, I used to just run around different houses and experience these different things. You know what I mean? And and it was kind of back then kind of, you kind of like kept it. It's not a secret. You just knew that you just couldn't mix your friends. Nowadays it's like, fuck it, man. Like why not mix everything? Why not throw everything together? Because this is who I am. And I know now because social media, that there's other people exactly like me yeah. who's into all these fucking things and not just one thing. And like, close-minded about other things as well you know so that kind of helped me like get my music out and like push it and like dress a certain way and sometimes i wear basketball shorts and cowboy boots or you know have a whole cowboy outfit on or sometimes i just got a whole sweatsuit outfit on or put a ski mask on it's like it's just fucking do it all fuck it why not like it's one life to live you know what i mean and and the more confidence you have in doing it people are like all right that's just pretty tight no, man, it really is, bro. Like you fell right Thank into you. the you fell right into the slum culture, and then you got the you know, all the rap shit. It just it it means well, man. It really does. And I dig Thank you. what you and Coyote are doing too on these tracks. Like I, I just love how it meshes all up. Like it it's the perfect Thank balance. You. you know what I mean? Yeah, we make movies. Yes, we make movies. <laughs> I, I feel like when I do stuff, it's it's crazy. Like when I do stuff with him, um, that's when you get that movie soundtrack type shit. That's how he is. He's a really good writer. He's a really good, you know, he has a really good voice and shit like that as well. Same thing. I can do the same thing, but it's such a, like, you're ignorant and, like, do shit like ask a bitch. But, like, that shit. <laughs> no, I like that shit, though. I like that shit. Yeah. It reminds me of some, like, some, oh, oh, too short or some shit, man. I like it. Yeah. It's got yeah. that vibe. You know what I mean? That vibe. That, yeah. Like, because the way rap has went now, like, everyone has their own opinion, but I'm not as crazy about it as I was, in, you know, in the in the 90s, dude. I fucking love yeah. it. Yeah. You know? Well, I just like, want to bring that back. That's the way, yeah. like. I read <laughs> some of the comments that people said. Somebody said, I think someone said someone like Bad Wolves is that one student that the teacher called to read in class when he can't read. <laughs> we all know that one kid, bro. Yeah, I was that one kid, whatever. <laughs> but um, dude, I, I do that on purpose because everyone wants to rap the same or have the same cadence. Yeah. Like, yeah, which some of them is cool, man. Don't get me wrong, but it's like slow it down, slow it down, have some fun with it, like switch up your cadence, like. Rap slow, rap like you you do say ABC one two three, and then switch it up and go back. It's like not the only style, but people would understand that, you know. And then the whole like turquoise on my fingers, ask your bitch. And I don't know if people even caught the fact that I say if you don't think I'm hard, ask your bitch. Yeah. Like I'm fucking your girlfriend, like my dick is hard. Ask exactly. her if I'm hard or not, you know. <laughs> I don't know if people actually like caught that. They're just like you think I'm hard, and go and ask your bitch. It's like nah, like I'm fucking your girlfriend <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because you think my style is so lame. That Jody got the Jody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro. I, yeah. No, I really like it, dude. I like, um, Thank you. I like everything you're doing right now. I'm super excited. I'm going to stay paying attention, dude, and, and be here Thanks, for sure. And hopefully Thanks. all my audience does too, man. Before Dude's we wrap insane. this thing up, do you have anything, any kind of plugs you want to throw out there and any last words or anything? Oh, you hit me with that. Dude. I just want to say, um, well, one, let's thank you for inviting me on the show. I really appreciate that. I love doing podcasts and stuff like that. Hit me up whenever you want to. Um, 
I want you, if you haven't seen it, I want you to watch Yellowstone, Mayor of Kingstown. Shout out to Taylor Sheridan. That dude don't even have a social media. That's how hard he works. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, do that. And if you haven't seen the Slum Mafia, if you haven't got the Slum Mafia album with DJ Paul and Yellow Wolf, I'm also featured on that. If you haven't checked that out. Uh, other than that, good, man. Hell yeah, bro. Well, every, everyone, please subscribe to the podcast. And thank you today, bro. I appreciate your time. Thank you.